the best I'm blessed to know that lust is a test I used to be the victim now I'm just envisioning I'm knowing this is I'm Susie Landolfi and welcome to Be Crazy Well Now why would a therapist say that because we all have mental health struggles even therapists The good news is we have so much more information about how we can be crazy well On my podcast we don't focus on what's wrong with us we want to know what happened to us. We're going to explore how trauma affected us, both negatively and positively. That's right. I said positively. It's called post-traumatic growth, and it's a real thing. Be Crazy Well will share mental health wellness practices, the newest mental health research, and most importantly, how we all get to create the person we deserve to be and the life we deserve to live. So join the mental health evolution and be crazy well. So, are you crazy well yet? I hope so. Actually, we're all crazy. It's whether or not we're going to be crazy well. Got my big glasses on so I can see you all. Look, I love that little reflection there. That's pretty cool. That's going to like ah, look very cool. Listen, uh, it's really important that we understand how much words matter. And I was taught a whole bunch of words. I used to look in the dictionary. Now we have, you know, online ability to look up words all the time. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't do it enough. And I just start using words that were given to me uh, a long time ago. A very long time ago. Most of you know I'm pretty old. And I keep using them, but I'm not sure that they're even correct. I'm not sure they're actually describing what I want to describe. I'm not sure they're helpful. And I was in my clinical meeting the other day, and I was listening to some of my coworkers talk about coping strategies and coping skills. And it was like... I hate to say this because most young people don't know this nails on a chalkboard. When was the last time you listened to a chalkboard or uh, write on one? But it's that idea that it just grates on you. And I couldn't actually understand why. I was really thinking about what does it mean to cope? So I'm going to come over here and I'm going to read you. How do I do this? All right. So there's that one. Oh, it's right over here. Okay. All right, so I'm going to read you the definition of coping that I found online. Uh, it says, what does coping something mean? <laughs> I don't think that's even a good sentence. What does coping something mean? Um, and so it's the coping, it's the definition of coping. So it started out with to deal successfully with a difficult situation or job. Why? Was it a job? Why was job put there before our own physical and emotional well-being? And they use an example. Considering how bad her injuries are, she's coping very well. Coping is figuring out ways to deal with a, with or work around these challenges, to deal with or work around them. It is a way that we adjust to the difficulties or disappointments that come our way. Okay, a coping strategy is a tool or method used to make ourselves feel or respond better 
when we experience emotional challenges or a difficult situation. Look, I, I don't know about you, but the, I just have no interest in coping. I want to change, grow. I want to uh, not just have a method because I don't know about you, my method doesn't work in every situation that I'm in. I have lots of methods. So I, I work with horses, as some of you know, and uh, I don't work with them. I play with them, actually. Horses don't know anything about work. They know how to play and, and they know how to live. So I live with horses. I play with them. And I noticed that the methods that I have to uh, connect with horses, I have to change all the time. First of all, not every horse is the same. Uh, their level of uh ability to connect is different. Their experiences are different. Some have had more trauma. Some have had less. Some want to come right in my space. Some want to stay far away. So my methods don't always work. And I'm thinking, okay, if I come up with a coping strategy for situation A, how do I know it's going to work for situation B? And I realize that I'm getting through that situation. I'm responding to it. Okay, I like that. But I don't actually know if I'm learning anything new. I don't know whether or not I'm now capable of train, uh, changing that method and that coping strategy. And I thought coping seems a really low bar. <laughs> like coping with something just seems a really low bar. And it says it's a method and it talks about feeling to make ourselves feel or respond better. I don't always want to feel better about a situation. Like I grew up in a mixed race family. I don't want to feel better about, you know, racism. I don't. I want to be able to respond better. Get that. I also want to be able to change, grow, uh, set boundaries. And I want to be able to adjust or sometimes not adjust. I want to be able to use my principles. So sometimes I'm not going to adjust that this is how I'm going to, second word, thrive. I want to change and thrive. I like my gray hair. I like that I'm changing. I don't like every wrinkle I have, but I like most of them. And I thought, where did we not, where did we stop at coping and didn't move into thriving? And, and growing and, and even healing and changing. So I looked up Thrive and it says, this is the, the first def definition I got from Oxford, was grow or develop well. Well, wait a minute, that sounds a whole lot more <laughs> than dealing with feeling better. It literally says grow. When we grow, we change. And it says develop Okay, some of us have the old school, we developed photographs. Remember, we brought it from a white piece of paper or something inside of a camera, and we literally brought that image and put it on. We used a developer uh, to do that. And then we saw the picture. We literally got the picture because we developed. And it says right here, the new baby thrived. It didn't say the new baby coped. It said the new baby is thriving or, th you know, th uh, yeah, thriving. Okay. The other word they put uh, definition, the words they used was prosper or flourish. Now, prosper has a monetary definition for me. It may not for you. 
um, or it does for me, but certainly flourish uh, uh, is something that we, I guess we can even say flowering and flourish, something that absolutely, again, it grows. And, and flourish means in a positive way that this is a way for us to develop, grow, heal in a way that is not stagnant. It's not just a method I use in order to feel better. I'm literally growing and changing all the time. I'm flourishing in a positive way. So I, I wanted to bring this up to you because we're const- I'm constantly asked about how we're going to be able to heal from trauma, how we're going to be able to deal with pain, physical and emotional. Um, and I was just sort of realizing, and I talked to a very wonderful woman, um, I talked to her a lot, and we were talking about this idea of uh, coping. And we're talking about the veterans that we work with. Uh, I also work with professional athletes and civilians. And she was really struggling with this idea that the medical model, the medical method, uh, the people that are helping uh, her loved one and herself are not very accessible. That she's having to learn, and she said this herself, cope with the lack of response, the lack of help, and how frustrating it is. And I thought, why are we not helping one another find daily practices to thrive? I had another uh, man who I just love working with, and he's um, a very bright and very uh, courageous man. And we were talking the other day via text, which I really appreciate. How did this, we not have this before, like this idea that we can talk instantly uh, through text um, and do things quickly. So I, I am actually a, a huge believer in that ability to answer somebody quickly if I can't get on a call. And he was uh, sharing that he was scared. There was lots going on in his life. And I known him now for quite a while. and. It's so interesting for me to hear him say, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, when I experience him as courageous, courageous, courageous. And I've watched him thrive. I've watched his daughters thrive despite the fact that he's scared. And because he is so quickly able to move into courage, courage to do for himself when the system isn't there for him, or the system can't respond quickly, or the system is giving him coping strategies. And may give somebody, we were talking uh, about uh, pain meds just a minute ago with a veteran. We're talking about how pain meds are supposed to take away all the pain. You're not supposed to have any pain. And he said something so bright. He said, there's no such thing as a painkiller. And I thought, yeah, some painkillers will kill you. <laughs> they'll they'll take away the pain, but they'll also kill you. That's one way to get rid of the pain. And we thought that after he has this minor uh, uh, surgery, that he'll wait and see what the pain is like. Like let's let's see. Maybe he can find practices, wellness practices that can lower the pain enough so he can thrive. Or we would say cope, right? 
she's coping well, he's coping well with the pain. So I'm not against cope as much as I don't want to stay in it. I would love us all to say, okay, once he heals from this surgery, he's not coping anymore. He's thriving. So why don't we start to work for thrive at a time? I asked this uh, wonderful man that I was telling you about a second ago about scared. And I said, what are the words can we say? And we started to make lists through text about what are the words we could say? Because scared will activate your adrenaline and your stress response system, your fear response system. I'd much rather use those words. And that can make you fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. It doesn't necessarily help you thrive. You might not, fighting might not be the right thing. Freezing might not be the right thing. Fawning might be the right thing. And fighting might not be the right thing. The idea is to sit in our ability to figure out ways for us to thrive. Remember, thrive is growing, to flourish, to move through, not just have a method of being able to deal with something. I would also believe that if we thrive, we sometimes move past that which we're trying to cope with. My experience with coping is it comes back. Whatever it is I'm trying to cope with, it oftentimes keeps coming back because I haven't thrived. I haven't moved beyond it. So we have this wonderful list of all of these words. And one of the words I sent to him was opportunity. Like I'm in a state of opportunity. Now, I know that can be a little Pollyanna and a little too positive. And yet every time that I'm faced with something that does bring up some fear, it has been an opportunity. That is just true for me. Um, And it's sort of how I started to deal with it. Um, And it's also been an opportunity for me to find more ways to thrive, better wellness practices, going deeper into my wellness practice, self-reflecting, finding out more about why everything, every moment of uncertainty makes me fearful as opposed to making me excited. And it's actually helped. It's actually happened for me. When I was a child, every moment of uncertainty was terribly uh, uh, fearful. It was It was scary. And I've actually looked now past that and worked past that where I say, oh, everything that's uncertain now, many times, not always, um, is very exciting. It's an opportunity for what I don't know is going to come and looking forward to that idea. I will say that I practice responding a lot, first of all, to myself and then to others and to the situation in the world. So that helps me thrive when I practice responding, not just finding a method to deal with. I really want to get beyond the pain, physical, emotional, intellectual, spiritual, and financial. I truly want to be able to know that even as I get older, I'm thriving in wisdom. I'm thriving in the ability to be... um, uh, take myself less seriously. Uh, I'm thriving, uh, not taking things personal. Uh, I'm thriving when I don't have to uh, get my stress response system, my fear response system activated. When I can look at someone, happened in a meeting the other day, and there's this young man who loves kind of, I, I somehow I remind him of somebody who knows, and he likes to get me. He likes, wants to get me. And there was a moment where he said, yeah, Susie, I, I think you brought her on board. And it was, it's always interesting when someone wants to get you. Do you ever notice they talk much faster? 
they got to get it out really quick because they're waiting. Must be like an ambush, right? So you wait and then you jump out. So he was waiting and waiting and waiting. And then all of a sudden he jumped out in the Zoom to get me. Like, I, I think you were the one that, that brought her on board. And I started to laugh. I started to laugh. And I said, I, no, and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, she's here now. And it was sort of wonderful to watch everybody on the Zoom just kind of look to see how was I going to cope, but I didn't cope. I didn't find a method. I moved beyond it. And I was so proud of myself because I said, oh my God, that's a thriving moment. I thrived in that moment to move into my ability to not respond. What what a great way to also uh, describe thriving. Sometimes thriving is not responding, not responding to someone else and not responding to myself. And I thought, boy, I didn't ever see that coming. Um, And that's just a a wonderful way for me to remind myself to sort of stay in this moment of growth, healing, flourishing, thriving, whatever you want, and be careful that I'm not like always in this state of thinking I've got to cope or uh, that life is so difficult all the time. And therefore, I'm going to have to just find methods to deal with and respond. So I wanted to share this with you because all of these wonderful people I just shared with you are teaching me. That amazing man with his two daughters, he's teaching me and he's giving me opportunities through his struggle to strength, through his struggle from being scared to thriving, from being scared to being self-reflective, from being scared to having an opportunity uh, presented, a new way of looking at yourself. What if the situation is actually the opportunity for you to see things about yourself that you couldn't see without this struggle? And and I'm thinking about the the combat veteran that's going to have surgery on Monday, and he's going to be able, and he's he's, uh, sober, and he's working diligently on this idea of calming his fear response system so that he doesn't need to have any uh, drugs or alcohol uh, to help him thrive because obviously those were for coping. And we're excited about for him to, after the anesthesia wears off and it's a a minor surgery, he's in and out the same day. And he said, I'm going to go and notice what my pain level is. I'm going to work at the beginning. I'm going to watch myself, self-reflect. I'm going to take care of my body. I might put an ice pack on it first. I might take a Tylenol first. That I'm going to find these ways to be able to thrive before I take a pill that could possibly reactivate that, that fear response system and give me that sense of being you know, out of it, which is what I did for years because I was trying to cope with pain. And of course, emotional pain was what he was referring to. This is going to be some physical pain. So I I was hoping we could sort of think about this. And the last thing I want to share about when we're trying to thrive, it seems to me that we're not encouraging people who are in pain physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, and financially. There is a thing of financial pain. And I'm I'm thinking what we're not doing enough 
is we're not honoring our own ability to thrive. We're not looking at all the times that we have dug deep, or maybe even not that deep, maybe it's right at our fingertips, and we have created opportunities for ourselves to grow, to move beyond, uh, to gain some wisdom about this particular situation, and then have a different situation and try that same wisdom and then try something else because it didn't work. And I was thinking if we always have a method and it doesn't work for a particular situation, we could get panicky again. We could believe that we can't thrive. We could believe that we can't cope when in fact, all we have to do is change the method. And the first person in the method is us. It's not the doctor. It's not our partner. It's not the pill. It's not that. It is us. It's taking a moment to be able to check in with ourselves physically and emotionally and spiritually and say, what's happening? What can I do? How can I respond at this moment? The same way I did on that Zoom. And I used laughter. I used this ability to go, oh, you know, it's almost like being, uh, you know, when someone, uh, you play hide and seek. I felt that's what had happened. And I don't know if this has happened to you, but when you're caught in hide and seek, I always would laugh. And then you'd run to try to get, you know, back to home base. And I felt that way when this young man said, yeah, didn't you? And I thought, oh, you found me. Oh, <laughs> you got me or, or you're trying to get me. And, and then, uh, and I didn't run to home base. I just stayed where I was. So these are the kinds of things I hope we can consider is, are we not honoring our ability, our practice, the fact that we've thrived so far, like we got here, every single one of us that are on this Zoom right now, listening and watching, we are here, we got ourselves here, and we did get some help, and we got some hurt too. There were people that tried very diligently to not have us thrive either intentionally or not intentionally. But the fact is that we've gone through situations uh, that really inhibited our ability to thrive and we're still here and the body's still growing and the mind still wants to grow and the heart still wants to grow. And the, even when the body is in, in, in pain or it can't do what it used to do, there is still much of us that wants to thrive. Our spiritual energy, uh, our ability to be able to be connected to someone, whether we can move well or not. And I, I want to be able to notice for myself that I, I get to thrive, even as I get older and even as I can't do all the things I used to do. There's things now, because I believe in thriving, that I couldn't do better than I could do when I was younger. So that to me is why thriving is so important and so much more important than coping. Um, and, and maybe it starts with coping in order to get our, get ourselves sort of situated and solid. And then we go on to thriving. I'm okay with that too. I just, I, I worry. I'm concerned about all of us just coping, just getting through just finding one method that may be helpful for many things and not helpful for the new thing. 
and may not be able to grow with us. That method uh, may also come with some backlash or some effects that we don't want. So I invite you this week, words matter. Think of the words you use. Think of how you cope. Think of whether or not you have even considered the possibility of thriving. That what would that mean? Consider the possibility of what words you use over and over again to describe your situation. And are they really helpful? Do they really fit the situation? And if we don't know how important words are, I've had uh, the blessing to work with a young woman. She's 24 years old. She has cerebral palsy. She's in college. And I have learned so much from her. And I got to meet her face to face for the first time last night. And she lives in this wonderful chair. Her family has this big van that that can transport her with this electric chair. And we went to her cousin's poetry reading. He has a wonderful book. He's a wonderful writer. And he was just on Stephen Colbert. That's, I mean, think about this. A poet was invited on Stephen Colbert to read poetry. But I'll tell you, thriving is possible. And poems have so few words. And every word really matters when you write a poem. And it's such a great practice of how to be able to look at what words matter. And how are you going to use them? And are they helping you to thrive, grow, heal? um, Or are they just helping you get through? Because I'll tell you something. You so deserve more than just getting through or getting by. Every single living being on this planet uh, deserves to thrive. I don't care if you have two legs. My dog has three legs, four legs. I don't care if you have eight legs. I don't care if you have roots. I don't care if you have wings. I don't care if you have fins. The fact is, is that we all are better for one another when we thrive. Have a great week. This is Be Crazy Well. I'm Susie Landolfi. Um, and I want to thank all the people at Coming Home Well. I hope you're tuning into all the podcasts that are part of this amazing network. Uh, we're going to be able to share with you pretty soon even more that we're bringing. Um, and I hope you're listening to all of them, whether you're a civilian, veteran, uh, it doesn't matter. We're all in this together. And hopefully what we're going to do is offer you the encouragement to, and I call that in, I-N courage, because it's already in you, the encouragement to keep looking for ways and practices for you to thrive. Be crazy. Well, thank you, Calvin Love, for this amazing theme song called Be Your Best Self. Boy, if that doesn't if that doesn't uh, have a good, great um, definition of thriving, I don't know what does. All right. Be crazy well. Till next time. Bye-bye. Love yourself.